The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Content Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the most critical components of your marketing efforts, content marketing. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technologies and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your content marketing as a creator and as a publisher. With us today is Robert Rose, who is the founder and chief troublemaker at The Content Advisory, which is a resource that helps companies create intelligent content strategies by providing strategic consulting, education, and research that helps teams transform their business and build passionate audiences. So far this week, we've discussed the content marketing landscape, how to develop an effective content marketing strategy, when you should leverage content production resources, and today we're going to talk about best practices for syndicating your content. Okay, here's the fourth installment of Content Marketing Week with Robert Rose from the Content Advisory. Robert, welcome back to Content Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. Great to be here. I'm excited to continue the conversation. And we've been talking about everything up to the point of actually publishing a piece of content so far this week. We've covered what you should be making, who should be making it, who's in charge, how to make it. Let's step forward. We've got a great content strategy here. We have our content baked and ready. We just put it on uh, our website and we let Google take it from here, right? Yeah, they didn't lead the witness too much on that one. By the way, this podcast was recorded in 1994. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just about to say 1998, once it's content strategy back. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Going all the way back to episode number one, when we started talking about this and we said the hardest part today, the landscape that has truly changed is how do we get this idea, this content that we've spent time, money, and effort creating in front of an audience. And if we truly value it to the extent that we believe it's going to provide the goals that we wanted to provide to the business, we have to promote it. And promote it means in the PESO model, you know, your paid, earned, shared, owned model. If this is our O, it's the PES. That's quite frankly, the most important part of the content process. The interesting thing to me is there's such an overlap between multiple different formats of marketing to be successful today, where you can create content, 
but having relationships to be able to share it, right? Your earned and owned media, like there's so much overlap there. And increasingly, you need content to be able to have a successful paid advertising channel, right? People are promoting their content as opposed to using more direct response vehicles. The more and more the consumer is shying away from being marketed to. How do you think about the overlap between the paid, owned, earn, all the various types of marketing? Well, paid is clearly where we're seeing huge evolution, where with GDPR, with privacy, with ad fraud, and everything that's been going on in paid, we've seen a real review by most organizations on how they're spending money to gain eyeballs and traffic. And content is becoming a huge piece of this, whether we start to see longer form paid media in the form of native advertising, which is a big piece of where we see content marketing from a paid perspective these days, to simply buying Google ads or buying banner ads for our content, we're starting to see a lot of effort. Now, this goes to something else we talked about, I believe it was on Tuesday, where we talked about the idea of content as a platform or as a resource that's building a relationship with an audience. And in doing so, what we need to believe that we're doing with this paid effort is pulling audience in. So looking at, quite frankly, a conversion, a conversion of an audience member into our platform. And then the same goes for earned, which you can really argue earned has become diminished these days with where social media has really been relegated to a, quite frankly, paid channel these days. And the earned media coverage, which is, can we get a guest post somewhere? Can we get a reporter to talk about it? Can we get an analyst to talk about it or an influencer to talk about it in a way that helps us promote this piece of content and makes people want to come over and see what we're doing? Those efforts, quite frankly, are becoming the lion's share of the budgets that we see. Yeah, it's interesting. I think more of the mix that you're talking about being like a Venn diagram. There is content being in the center of three circles, whether it be your earned, own, or paid, and those various options overlap with each other, right? You need content or you want somebody to help you produce content, you're likely going to be paying an influencer to do it for you at this point. The influencer model is becoming more and more monetized. If you're just going to do direct response advertising, a lot of the times you're going to be throwing your money away because you need to build relationships with your customers. So you need content to be able to do it. So there's such an overlap between the various types of marketing that to really be effective, you need to own all three or you need to master all three. But you also need content to be effective in all three of those platforms as well. You couldn't have said it better. I think that's exactly it. It's how do you balance those because candidly, what we see is that businesses weirdly are reluctant to spend money on this. We made a joke at the top of the show talking about how 1998 wants its strategy back. But quite frankly, that's not unheard of that people go, hey, we're just going to create this blog or this hub. And we very much hope that people will find it on Google because we've optimized it for SEO. And the only thing we're going to measure is organic traffic to this. And we're not going to promote it. We're not going to spend money on it because quite frankly, we're spending all our money on the direct response stuff that basically puts leads in the funnel. And that shift culturally from a media spend has been one that we've seen a real challenge with because the content marketers most often aren't given a media budget. They're not given a PR budget. They're beg borrowing and stealing, darkening the door of the media department people saying, hey, listen, we created this awesome thing. We'd love to promote it. We'd like to borrow some of your media dollars to be able to do that. One of the things that I've always talked to my consulting clients about is the expectations when you're creating content 
trying to drive organic growth specifically about how long it takes and how you need to invest in it. And my philosophy has always been the difference between organic growth and cultivating a paid channel is one is like, you know, eating candy, getting sugar, an immediate burst of energy. And the other one is like eating your vegetables. It helps you grow up <laughs> big and tall over time. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Run with that metaphor for me and tell me if it still applies. Sure. Paid is a factor of time, right? It's a factor of promotion in time that can, by the way, help give you the energy to metabolize some of the longer term health benefits of looking at organic reach. It's that classic, you can have it quality, pain or time short, you know, so you can pick two of those things, right? So the key with spending money on distribution and advertising and promotion of content is you can force it in front of people. You can force it, you know, to get it in. And of course, the goal over time is to diminish that which we need to pay versus the increase in organic or quote unquote free traffic. And the real focus there is obviously the traffic that we're using money to spend for is one where we want to do it once in an ideal situation. In other words, one of my favorite examples of this is the people who, you know, when we talk about native advertising, we talk about how it should blend in with the publication and it should look like the publication and should feel like the publication. And while true, technically, I wrote a post on this a couple of years ago where I said native advertising should be neither, which is if I'm writing a post that I'm going to pay for the privilege of getting it into the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times or something like that, I don't want it to look like the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. I want it to look distinctly different and feel distinctly different. I want people to react to it so much, like they love this article so much that they go, where do I get more of this? Because this is better than what I'm seeing in the regular news. What I'm trying to do is steal their audience. I'm paying money to try and steal their audience and make it my audience. So I'm going to do everything in my power to differentiate that content or that ad or that paid placement of whatever I'm doing 
so that people go, wow, I need more of that because that's different. So that's the real key is that building that paid sugar candy, maybe hamburgers, if you will, it's truly going to feed my immediate craving for pulling in audience, but eating my vegetables and the long-term organic growth of my content is where I'm going to spend the majority of my attention because that's what's going to ultimately set me up with a foundation that pays for years and years and years. I'm sure this is different for enterprise businesses, but I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience working in startups. Company gets some funding and they immediately say, great, let's go get some customers. We're going to start a paid advertising campaign. They're starting to get customers. They're understanding what type of advertising converts. They get consistent ROI. And then as the company scales, they realize, oh my God, I'm paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising. Now I need to start cultivating some cheaper channels. How do I start building up my organic? I don't want to spend this much. And then what they do is they start saying, okay, I'm going to build a content strategy and that's going to have as quick of a return as my paid advertising strategy does. And then what they always realize every time I work with a startup that you needed to start your organic growth strategy when you started your paid strategy. You need to do both in parallel because by the time you get to the point of you are spending too much on paid, you are six months away from your organic strategy building up enough credibility, whether it's in Google or building up your audience enough to have an effect. It takes time to develop a content strategy. It takes very little time to start advertising. That's my life. It's what I live every day with clients, not only just at the startup world, but in legacy companies as well. The metaphor that I often use here is what we do is we run around and we buy the most expensive and coolest furniture that we can find. And then once we have a driveway full of furniture, we go, oh, you know what we don't have? A house to put it in. (laughs) So we go, well, we should probably build a house. And then we watch the rain come and destroy all of the furniture as we start to build this house. And then all of a sudden somebody goes, oh, we should probably go buy a bunch of new furniture for this house that we just now finished. As somebody who is 23 months into a 12-month construction project, I hate that metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because it always takes longer than we think it's going to. But the real answer is there should be an investment in both. Just to your food metaphor, investing in both is probably the right idea. But putting a concerted and distinct effort into the organic piece... And by the way, the classic mistake I see when they actually get it right, when a startup says, or even a legacy company says, great, let's create this new hub or let's create this new content platform that we want to actually build an organic strategy around. The first thing they do is duplicate the keyword and or optimization strategy for their main website, which then puts them immediately in competition with one another. So at some point, what happens down the road is somebody goes, well, why do we have these separate things? Why do we have a separate blog and a separate website? Why don't we just combine them all together since we are combined and joined at the hip on the keywords we're trying to rank for? And that's when everybody goes, oh, that was a mistake. We should actually expand our keyword strategy for something different, same audience, but something a little different than our main website because our main website is an experience too. So it's thinking that through in terms of our organic strategy for what it is we want to rank for from a thought leadership and or a content marketing perspective and how we want to start to pull in consumers from a paid media is the first steps. 
I think that this is a great lead in to what our next conversation is going to be about, which is how do you evaluate your content? Knowing that it might take a little time to develop an organic strategy, how do you think about what the value you're getting and when to expect it? So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Robert Rose for joining us. If you'd like more of Robert's tips for building an effective content marketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how to best evaluate your content performance. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Robert, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can reach out to him on Twitter where his handle is Robert underscore Rose. That's R-O-B-E-R-T underscore R-O-S-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is contentadvisory.net. A couple of links that I want to tell you about, which are in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media as well. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Robert Rose, the co-founder and chief troublemaker at The Content Advisory, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Also, if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we have a once a week newsletter with links to our audio players, episode summaries, and contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.